Hi everyone, how you doing today? Seeking sustainable travel. And I'm JJ Walsh, your host in Hiroshima, Japan. And today I am revisiting one of my favorite destinations in Japan and talking about what I love about it and how you can visit in a more sustainable way. Um, thinking about what's better for local people, what's better for the environment, and local economy as well. How's everyone doing today? It's a nice hot day in Hiroshima.、Uh, we're at the end of summer, it's still quite hot out there. Now, before I start,、uh, Kamakura is a beautiful, traditional, culturally rich place. And before I start on my impressions as a visitor, I visited many times. I would love to give a shout out to people that really know a lot about Kamakura,、um, who I've had the pleasure of talking with on my talk show series, Seeking Sustainability Live. So, first, I'd like to give a shout out to、uh, Yukio. Uh, Yukio Matsuzaki Smith, and I also talked with Marian Kinoshita in the talk, and who often helps her with some of the great projects that they do. Now, Kamakura Mind,、um, they are working as kind of a travel guide, a concierge, an experience maker. So, if you contact them, Or look at their great website, which I'll link below. They have so many great、uh, experiences that you can take part in.、Um, but I'll describe them for you. You can do pottery, you can do lacquerware, you can do the Goshuin stamps, so the temple book、um, that you take to different temples and get the beautiful calligraphy written in, which I'll introduce. A little bit later, indigo dyeing, so the famous Aizome Japanese style indigo dye, moss art, nature walks, hanko seal, so the wooden、uh, Japanese seal, golden joinery, so if you have a broken bowl, putting it back together with gold, which we talked about a little bit with Robert Yellen, who's a A pottery uh, curator uh, has his own gallery in Kyoto, and they do tea ceremonies, zazen meditation,、uh, wagashi sweets, home cooking, shakuhachi, so classical dance, sake, making your own bento. There's so many wonderful experiences that they introduce、uh, to visitors, and、uh, so I would definitely recommend、uh, seeking out. Kamakura Mind. They have a great website as well as on Instagram.、Um, so, one of the things that I loved talking to Yukio and Marian about what they're doing with Kamakura Mind is they're working with local artisans and local craftspeople to give visitors a small group experience of what Kamakura is so famous and so wonderful for. That rich tradition, the rich culture.、So、nice to talk with Yukio and learn more about this deep experience that they offer through Kamakura Mind. 
Another uh, local Kamakura person business I would love to mention. Helen uh, runs the B&B along the coast called Kamakura by the Sea. And when Helen talked to us, uh, she was talking about her recommendations, which you can see if you visit japantravel.com. If you search for Helen,、uh, I'll put the link below. Helen Langford,、uh, she has some great advice if you're visiting Kamakura with kids or as a family. So she recommends, for example,、uh, visiting the eight temples and shrines. Where you can get different stamps for the seven gods of fortune, the Shichi Fukijin. So, I always learn so much、uh, from looking at Helen's tweets on Kamakura by the Sea on Twitter, or looking at her blog or her articles on Japan Travel. She also has a YouTube channel. So, I'll put all those links below. I also had the chance to interview、uh, Helen about her inn and business and all the wonderful things that she does、um, at the BB and in her life there along the coast. One of the, I'll show you a map in, the, in a minute, but one of the wonderful things about Kamakura is. It's not hard to get to, has great public transportation. And when you're in Kamakura, if you're along the coast, if you're in town, sometimes you can look over and you can get these beautiful views of Mount Fuji, Japan's most famous mountain, which is like an added bonus.、Uh, one of Kamakura's most famous sites is Big Buddha. So, Big Buddha is one of the places that when I visit and I really enjoy seeing the serene,、uh, peaceful view of the Big Buddha, the Daibutsu, at、um, this most famous、uh, place. But it's good to remember that as a visitor, this is a very sought out location. And it always reminds me、um, about sustainable tourism. How can we try to visit somewhere and observe and enjoy, but also have less impact on inconveniencing locals,、uh, damaging the local environment? And because this place is such a major tourist site. It's definitely somewhere you're going to want to get to right when they open so that you can have a little bit of space, be able to see it a little bit in a quiet atmosphere. Because, like any major tourist site around Japan, if you go between, I would say, 9 a.m. and 2 p.m., it's just going to be heaving. Uh, just so many people. And you can see along the busy street as you head up to this、uh, Daibutsu, the Big Buddha, that it is just packed along the main street with tourist shops. Now, some of the tourist shops, it's not, it's not all new tourist shops. There are some charming traditional、uh, shops that have been there for 
ages and they sell traditional souvenirs and stuff. So it's definitely worth seeking out um, some of the more traditional cultural ones. And I wish that they would also on the busiest days, on the weekends, on the holidays, that they would stop cars from driving up here and make it pedestrianized, make it only people walking or cycling because the sidewalk is so tiny on both sides of the street and it's just jam packed with cars or buses. So this is one place that when I visit, I think, I wish they would work with someone on making it more sustainable, making it more of a quality experience for visitors and locals. Because whenever I visit and it's so busy, it's really frustrating because I can think of so many little things that could be done to make it better and a better balance and a better quality, not only for visitors, but also for locals. Um, I grew up in Hawaii. So I understand about um, overcrowded businesses and too many tourists and the feeling of frustration as a local person when your destination, your home is overrun by visitors. So we need to find ways to try to balance crowds, stagger crowds and um, make it safer and more comfortable and a higher quality experience. So the Big Buddha is definitely worth seeking out, but yes, try to get there right when they open. Try to avoid the busiest time of day because of crowds, but also it's just unpleasant. Um, it's a very special place. You can get your temple stamp there, the Goshuin in your special uh, book. Another person I would like to introduce is Ingrid Fernandez. Now you can see here uh, Garden House Kamakura. Now Garden House is definitely a place to eat or drink that I would recommend. It was one of the first places I visited in Japan years ago that had banned plastic straws. And it was uh, serving pizzas and pancakes and craft beer, lots of high quality stuff outside in the garden. It had been smoking before a lot of other places. And one of the things I really liked about it was it had this pop-up shop uh, with Ingrid Fernandez selling her handmade soaps and shampoos. And I had the chance to talk with Ingrid in my talk show and she is a surfer she teaches yoga uh, studies japanese she's living a very hippie uh, type of life the life i want to live low impact life where you're trying to live as naturally as possible and so it was wonderful to meet her here and then be able to talk to her later in my talk show but this a uh, place to eat, the garden house, is definitely uh, worth seeking out as well. And they seem to have a very sustainable focus in how they are running their business and very high quality foods and drinks, which is awesome to treat yourself. Now, one of the nice things about Kamakura, so it's easy to access. It's only about an hour by a train from Tokyo and it is in a beautiful location along the coast 
So you have mountains you can hike, you have the coastline, the beaches that you can enjoy. I also had the chance to talk with Alana Bonzi, who whose husband runs a small sailing business and they have dinghies that people can take out. You see windsurfers out there. Alana Bonzi's uh, organization, Sego Initiative, they do a lot of beach cleanups in this Fujisawa area, which is nearby. And um, yeah, so there's a lot of great uh, seaside activities to enjoy. Another uh, thing that Yukio from Kamakura Mind was talking about is years ago, they had the Olympic team, the Olympic sailing team, come and do some of their traditional Japanese experiences. And they were really looking forward to connecting again with Olympic teams coming in. And they were able to watch some of the sailing, which was... Uh, being done here at the seaside in Kamakura. So that was another nice thing for people who lived in this coastal area of Kamakura is being able to watch some of the Olympic sailing uh, at the 2020 Olympics, which happened, of course, in 2021 this year. And uh, one of the other things that, that I love, of course, I mentioned that Kamakura is very busy, but like Kyoto, like Tokyo even, like many of the busiest places when you visit Japan, um, if you're going down a street and it is just packed with people, there's so many people you can barely move, often if you just go one street over and take the next street, which is running parallel to the temple or shrine which you're trying to go to, often that side street is also full of interesting shops um, and uh, you know really interesting things to see, uh, local people you can engage with, and you don't have that crushing crowd, which especially now uh, we're trying to avoid and have more social distance. And this is one of the side streets that I went down to avoid one of the busy main areas and this is Hachimitsu. This is honey, a honey shop and it's in a beautiful old refurbished building. Uh, he had a variety of honey from around Japan, all from Japan. There was no imports uh, as I remember and it's so nice to see these shops that have been going for a very long time uh, run by local people and selling products which also support the environment. We need to support bees and a lot of these small honey farmers are planting flowers which help the pollinators and they are actually taking really good care of the bees. So it's something that we need to support more of and I know a lot of vegans uh, avoid buying honey but for me, uh, seeking out sustainability, trying to support sustainable businesses, quite often I end up supporting local honey farmers because if they're not doing the hives and taking care of the bees and planting the, the good flowers and trees for pollinators, um, then it seems like we're having more trouble 
um, keeping a healthy bee population. So I'm happy to uh, find shops like this with a variety of honey. Another uh, interesting thing about this area um, is that it's so popular, Kamakura is so popular with the international visitors that when you go to a temple or shrine and you see these emma boards, now the emma is the name of these wooden boards uh, at temples where people write their wishes. And here uh, you can see some of the temple boards are written in English, some are written in Japanese, some are written in Thai, some are written in European languages and Chinese. And it was so nice to see this. And I also saw a lot of pamphlets available in multiple languages. Now, I don't know if we need pamphlets anymore. Uh, most people using their phone to navigate or their phone for information. But when I see the Emma boards and all the different languages, and it makes you realize how internationally welcoming Kamakura is, they are doing a good job to make visitors, outsiders, feel welcome. And in such a traditional, culturally rich destination, that's often not the case. You often visit, but you feel like an outsider. You don't understand what's going on. But for whatever reason, Kamakura has been very successful in making international visitors feel very welcome. And I think part of that might be um, the fact that this has been a very popular destination for many years. So you have a lot of people who have been doing the hard work, forging the path ahead and writing the travel blogs, uh, sharing the information with deep insights and telling visitors how best to visit Kamakura when they come in many different languages around the world. And then when those people come, they already know about, I want to write my wish on the wishing board, the Emma board like this. So I think this is a sign that Kamakura is doing something very well to make international visitors feel welcome. And so I was really happy to see that. Uh, if you're out early in the morning, you might be able to see in front of the temples, and this is the Kita Kamakura area. So Kamakura is kind of a wide area, but you can get around by local train very easily, uh, or you can walk. And often if you're out in the early morning, which I would recommend, you can see monks or people uh, doing the temple pilgrimages, walking around in their traditional robes, maybe on the way to or from meditation. It's very quiet if you get out early morning and peaceful. You can hear the sounds of nature. You can hear the sounds of chanting and meditation being led. Um, it's just a really special place and I would definitely re recommend getting out early in the morning as a photographer or as a walker or someone who likes peace and quiet like me. <laughs> um, okay, 
Uh, let me see if I can bring up more photos. Okay, another thing I mentioned about uh, Kamakura is famous for its hippie vibe. So it's also easier, um, I found, to find plant-based dining, to find vegan foods, which is not always easy in Japan. And this is one of the places I wanted to recommend. It's right on the coast, so right next to the beach. Uh, it's called Magokoro, and it's an organic restaurant, but almost everything on the menu that they make, they can make without meat or fish. So you can get vegan plant-based options, vegetarian options quite easily. And um, so I was really happy to find this place, really nice, friendly people. Step back just a little bit and uh, give you an overview of Kamakura according to Google Sensei. So if you go to Google Maps, you can see a lot of my reviews um, from the places that I love to visit when I go to Kamakura, but also you can see an overview of the area here. Um, so Kamakura is a seaside Japanese city just south of Tokyo, the political center of medieval Japan. Modern day Kamakura is a prominent resort town with dozens of Buddhist Zen temples and Shinto shrines. Its most recognizable landmark is the Kotoku in Temple's Great Buddha, which I showed earlier. A roughly 13-meter-high bronze statue still standing after the 15th-century tsunami. Yuigahama Beach on Sagama Bay is a popular surfing spot. So here on the map, you can see the bay where I found that great eatery. Um, the Kamakura area is quite mountainous, um, but there's great public transport, local trains that go around it, so very easy to get around. Um, there are fantastic walking paths. So if you go up, a lot of the temples and shrines are also in these beautiful forested areas. So you can enjoy walking around there, very peaceful, see all the beautiful statues and um, temple buildings, shrine buildings. You can take your book, the Goshuin book, and get the temple staff to write in beautiful kanji. Um, they give a stamp, but also with a special paintbrush pen, they do this beautiful calligraphy inside your book. And a lot of people take these temple books to the different temples and get different stamps in all the different temples, which are unique in their own way. Uh, you pay a little bit, and often if it's a busy time, you'll have to wait. Um, sometimes if they've been too busy or have other duties, like uh, doing ceremonies for people or blessing um, new babies or wedding couples or children, they're very busy with other duties, sometimes they'll stop it during the day, but usually they put a notice board in front but this is an experience i would definitely recommend is collecting the stamps from the temples on the goshuin and like i mentioned uh before he uh, helen 
had recommended um, from Yokohama by the Sea B&B. She had recommended if you have kids, uh, you can go around collecting the seven gods of fortune at the eight temples and shrines, which adds a little bit more interest uh, for the kids as you're going around the different temples. Um, there are too many beautiful temples and insights to share with you, but Kamakura is well documented. If you go online, you can find so much great information um, about Kamakura. Very easy to get information. And uh, the main Kamakura station is really charming and has lots of uh, classic shopping streets around. But remember, often very busy. Um, I went there the last time during cherry blossom season. And if the cherry blossoms are out like they are here in Kamakura along this main street area, uh, it will be especially busy. So if you can go out before 9 a.m., you can see it more to yourself and in the quiet. And if you are going out between 9 and 2, it's going to be a lot more busy. You're going to have to deal with a lot more crowds. But remember, if you are out during that time, just go out to side streets and try to take the long way around going between the temples. And you can still find a lot of interesting things along the way. Um, this is one of the main streets, nice wide boulevard. So it was uh, lined with cherry trees, really beautiful, big giant red torii gate here in the front and uh, statues, gorgeous. Another place that I love to eat at whenever I go, a little bit hard to find, is closed right now. And it makes me worried that um, a lot of these small eateries and small places have really been struggling during coronavirus. Uh, Tokyo area is on state of emergency right now. So places are encouraged uh, to close. And I think during coronavirus lack of business, it's been very difficult for places to keep, keep open. So um, I'm really hoping places like this can reopen. And I hope because of the nice hippie sustainable vibe in Kamakura, we're going to see more places like this opening up. Uh, this was just a hole in the wall, kind of old shack side of someone's house. And it was called Kosai Kenjugu. And it was uh, hard to find on a back street, um, but I've got my review on Google, so I hope they'll open again and you can find your way there someday. Um, they had just beautiful vegetarian and vegan foods. Um, really delicious. This like dosa style uh, spring rolls, uh, steamed vegetables, curries. It was one of my favorite places. So I'm really hoping they will survive and come back and I can go visit again. Just a tiny place, just a few seats, um, but worth the wait and uh, really nice local people that you can talk to. So whenever I go to temples, I try to uh, make sure I notice all the architecture and detail 
and the juxtaposition between the temple structures and nature because that is such an important part of the experience but also it was designed that way to have this beautiful combination between structure and nature the way the temple building is surrounded by trees and shrubs and flowering plants this is all part of the beauty and design to help you take in the experience well beautiful things to appreciate uh, when you're in kamakura you're really spoiled um, there's so much to enjoy and take in you can see the the pond and a lot of people who visit Japan are very interested in this mark, which you often see in Japan at temples, Zen temples. And it looks like the Nazi mark, but it was used for centuries before um, the Nazis used it. So it is not connected to hate or racism. It is connected to peace, love, and harmony. So this is a really beautiful point about visiting temples in Japan, for sure. Uh, in front, the statue with the red bib often is a Jizo statue. So a guardian of the traveler. So when you're traveling around Japan, you see these guardian statues for travelers you should feel welcome and enjoy your safe travels around japan another uh company i'd like to mention which they have a lot of representation in this area is my mizu so if you are traveling around japan and you're trying to travel more sustainably one thing you should do is have your own water bottle and try to refill your own water um, along the way. And Japanese water is very good. Uh, some people don't like the taste. It's soft water. So that means it's perfect for making sake. That's why sake is so wonderful from Japan. Uh, you can filter it, um, but it's definitely drinkable. And there's not many countries around the world where you can drink the tap water. So when you travel around Japan, you're trying to travel more sustainably, you wanna have your own drink bottle and refill. But it's not always easy to find where should I refill. So I would recommend downloading the app on Android or iPhone called MyMizu, M-Y-M-I-Z-U. And Mizu in Japanese means water. And it'll show you where you can refill for free and some of the places are businesses that offer you chilled water and others are in parks like water fountains in parks um and it's a great service it's free to use so i would definitely recommend uh, checking that out if you're visiting japan when you're visiting some of the temples sometimes you can find vegetarian or vegan foods as well because traditionally the monks were vegan or vegetarian and following a shojin yori diet 
I've had the chance to talk with a shojin yori chef, uh, Bern Schellenhorn, in the talk show series. I'll try to add his information as well. And Yukio of Kamakura Mind, they also have a shojin yori chef that they can connect you to in Kamakura. So it's any uh, famous area for temples, usually they have shojin yori or the traditional vegan plant-based food. And this we found at one of the temples and it had a sign very clear in uh, English and Japanese that this was vegetarian manju. And actually it was vegan, um, but vegetarian is often used for vegan as well. And inside the bun, um, so it's a steamed bun. Quite often in Japan, you'll find these with meat inside, but inside these steamed buns, it was a kind of local green vegetable uh, sauteed in shoyu, and it was delicious. So I just wanted to give you a little overview of this beautiful area, which is worth exploring. Um, if you're visiting Japan in the future or if you're living in Japan and looking for somewhere to get out off the beaten path, even though this is a very beautiful and popular area for domestic travelers as well as international travelers, um, like I said before, it is easy to get away from the crowds. Um, there are so many beautiful side streets to explore. You can find so many small traditional shops, interesting local people. There is a lot of innovation. You often see young entrepreneurs uh, trying new things and often they're more sustainable. So a lot of the vegan or vegetarian shops that I've noticed on recent trips are often run by young, young entrepreneurs who experienced vegan or vegetarian eateries when they were traveling in Europe or traveling in America. And then they came back to Japan and they thought, oh, we need more of this in Japan. I think I'll start one. So that's wonderful to see that young motivation and innovation, which then provides a very needed service for international and inbound visitors. I'll just show you some of the temple decor photos, which I love from one of my most recent trips. So like I said before, uh, looking at that combination between the architecture, the design and nature is always something I look for. And I think a lot of people do uh, when they're visiting traditional places. It's hard to remember all of the details and all of the history, but something anybody can do and anybody can appreciate is looking at this combination of design and nature in combination. And I think this was definitely planned this way. So here you see this beautiful Japanese temple roof and the white magnolia flowers and uh, all seasons all times of year you can enjoy these beautiful views in Kamakura um, I would love to go in winter 
and see the Daibutsu, the big Buddha covered in snow. Wouldn't that be great? I love to go um, any time of year, spring, autumn, summer. Of course, if you're going in summer, you'd want to escape to one of the shady temple uh, areas where they have loads of trees. And often the trees are big, beautiful, old growth as well. And you can enjoy some shade. But like I said before as well, make sure you're getting out early or later in the day, especially during summer's heat and uh, resting somewhere cool in the middle of the day so you don't overheat. But also that's definitely the worst time to be around crowds is in the middle of the day when it's so hot as well. This was a very simple but I hope some interest that people didn't already know. And I hope I've led you to some further information for you to go and do more research and find out more. Um, and I will definitely put all the links below. Thank you so much for joining. Have a great day. Take care.